Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome to the Where I Join the Curls podcast. Let's jump right in. Five years ago, I was waking up in Paris for what was supposed to be a long, happy weekend with my partner. Instead, I woke up to the news that my little cousin had passed away. I literally felt my soul leave my body as I slowly collapsed on the floor. I blamed myself. I just knew that if I had not been in France that night, he would have been saved. I now know that life and death does not work like that. Five years ago, I did not think that I would be here today. I became afraid of life. I thought that I would be next. I lived my life in excruciating fear. I was not living because I was so in my head that I could not be consciously present. I could not have ever dreamed of being in the mental space that I am now. I could not have dreamed of a long-term life because I was so consumed with fear, the fear of dying. I was literally waiting my death date. And as I was waiting for it, I drank my life away. I indulged in sex, alcohol, parties. I will fill up my days with things to do. I was always outside, occupying myself because I did not want to come home and face myself. As his five-year mark approached, I came to the sad realization that he had died in order for me to live. And now that might sound selfish, very selfish, as if I'm saying that he died for me. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is, he had to die in order for me to learn and appreciate the value of life, of being alive. And I, again, I know it sounds so fucked up, but he truly had to die in order for me to choose to live a meaningful life. I was living a reckless life. I lived as if my body would make it to a thousand years. And even though the change in me did not happen right away, and it's not that I don't miss him because I miss him so much and God knows I would do anything just to hear his laugh one more time, but I truly and wholeheartedly believe that without his death, I would not be where I am in life right now. And it would have taken me years and years to finally wake up. I had to feel him being ripped away from me. I had to have my heart completely broken. I had to be stripped away from all possible light and be in the dark in order for me to be here sharing my story with you today. Without him dying, I wouldn't have fought as hard as I fought because I knew that I had to live life twice. One for me and one for him. And I want to share with you top three lessons that his death has taught me. Love. At first, I retracted from love. I'll be very honest. I didn't want to love people and I didn't want anybody to love me. I was afraid of losing someone else. So I pushed all my closed loved ones away. I didn't want to re-experience that loss. So I hid my feelings. But then I realized that my biggest regret in this lifetime so far has been losing him and not telling him that I loved him. I began telling everyone how much I loved them. Now when I'm about to get out of someone's car, end a dinner, finish a conversation, I make sure that I tell them that I love them. In this, I found that a lot of people are also afraid of love. There were some people who took time to get adjusted to it. There were people who felt embarrassed, but then it became a routine. Love is not something to be shameful of. I tell everyone in my life that I love them. From people who randomly come to vent to me or to encourage my podcast, to the people who train me, to my friends and family lovers, because I genuinely do. 
and I'm no longer afraid to say it, whether people say it back or not. I didn't grow up with an expression in family. I didn't grow up hearing I love you before bedtime or before going to school daily. There's some times where I do still get afraid and there's times there's moments when like let's say I'm about to take a flight and a lot of my friends or strangers start complimenting and I get scared on my last trip to the Bahamas and I think that that moment almost all of my friends were reaching out to me and they were being so nice that I'm like oh my god like I'm about to die that's what's gonna happen my, my plane is going to fall and that is very sad that is trauma another sad example of this is if i am being expressionate to my family and friends they'll ask me if i'm drunk and they know that i don't drink so then they'll catch themselves and be like wait you're not drunk and vice versa and that is trauma if you think that someone being affectionate towards you equates to them being drunk that is a problem that is a problem because we should not only be expressing our love when we are drunk or under the influence and i don't want to live like that i have to have talks with myself and i have to tell myself it's not that you're dying but why wouldn't your friends and family love you what is there not to love? I am allowing people to express themselves to me without fearing death. Because again, when a good amount of people start reaching out to me at the same time, I'm like, yeah, this is me. This is the part where I go. I want to share with you something that I read, which states, do you remember that love that you felt for someone else? It didn't come from them. They sparked up that love that was already inside of you. When they leave, they didn't take away the love because all of that love was within you. They were just reminding you of this love. All this love that you have inside of you, that you have been hiding. Dig in, dig deep, and allow yourself to feel it and to express it. And not just for others, but also for yourself. Be sure to pour back into you. We really do have the bad habit of thinking that love is only our love to other people and other people's love to us, that we also neglect ourselves. As I constantly remind you, you are the most important person in your life because you have to deal with yourself. You have to be inside of your body. You have to listen to your thoughts. The same amount of love that you give others, literally, if you're giving a gallon full, that is all that you have. We wanna make sure that whatever you're giving out to others, you also pour back into yourself. And if you're not giving others love, that is because you are in fear. And there's a, a million reasons why you could be in fear of love. Find out what your reason is. Don't be upset when someone can't love you the way you want them to love you. That's all they have. Don't be mad when someone constantly throws shade at you or tries to dim your light. That's all they know. You accept what you think you deserve. You give what you have. So what are you giving? Are you giving others love, compassion? Or are you coming out from a place of fear, a place of lack, a place of judgment? And I'll remind you here of that one time when I was talking to my therapist. This was way back when. And I had told her that I was having a hard time accepting love from my family and friends. And she was like, yeah, that's because you don't love yourself. <laughs> and I almost hung up on her and I canceled her. But then it's when I really understood. You can't accept love if you don't have love. You can't give love if you don't have any and we often judge people for not loving us the way that we want them to or we sometimes unconsciously push people away but that's because we are afraid of losing them we are afraid of feeling that love we are afraid and love is so beautiful love is so beautiful being able to feel those emotions that people make rise up out of you that is fucking beautiful 
and we should tap into that more often don't allow what happened to you in the past dictate who you are now and who you will be just because you didn't receive love when you were younger just because someone betrayed you just because someone hurt you does not mean that you should close off love love is a beautiful emotion and you are more than capable and worthy of being loved and loving people now also in the realm of love forgiveness follows i learned to forgive people i learned to not leave things in bad terms on my end i no longer hold on to anger how i used to i would be mad for days weeks months now i get upset for a few minutes i analyze the situation and i move on from it obviously it depends someone's actions towards you but i mean it in the sense that i would not allow small things to get to me how i used to like i used to allow petty stuff to bother me like you took two hours to respond you didn't read my mind you didn't say what i needed you to say you gave me minor attitude you didn't do what i wanted you to do i would have hold all of that in now i approach things much differently and i'm not telling you to remain friends or in relationships with people who have hurt you or consistently hurt you but to forgive them don't be so blocked off from love. Don't be so in your ego and head that you allow something small to affect you and take a toll on you. When you live in anger, when you live in resentment, you store that in your body. And it shows up in a lot of ways. And I often think about this example. There was a police officer who was recently killed on the job. That morning, his girlfriend and him had an argument. He offered her a ride home, but she said no. He actually told her, are you sure? What if this is the last ride? She still declined. He died that night. You think your ego is big and tough until you lose someone while you're angry. Then you realize that nothing matters. You stop talking to people you actually still love and care for. And when they are gone, it will eat you up inside. Don't stop telling people you love them. Even if you hate physical touch, lean in and hug people. You just never know. Now you know that I love giving you guys examples because you love examples. Um, just yesterday, a guy I dated who left me stranded in DR, well didn't leave me stranded, he bought me a flight and then stopped talking to me the next day after in DR. <laughs> he reached out to me and he asked me if I had blocked him on WhatsApp and I had told him like no it's because I changed my number. But um, in that we were talking and we were on the phone and I was telling him how much I appreciated him because I needed that. I needed that negative experience in order to grow. Because of what we went through together, I came out of that winning. I quit alcohol. I made my first big investment. I became more aware of my own traumas and my wounds. And now I'm not telling you to be best friends with anyone who hurts you. But I'm telling you that 99% of the time that you needed what you went through in order to grow and evolve. We needed those experiences in order to gain something. The world doesn't take anything away from you that they don't replace it with. He left me in DR. And that was literally the trip that I manifesting owning an apartment. That was a trip that led me to explore my country. That was a trip that brought me closer to God and to my family members. There's always a blessing in disguise. Forgive people because you needed them to rewrite a chapter in your book. Forgive people because you needed them to get you to where you're at right now. I want to leave you with the task for this week to forgive someone even if they were the one that wronged you. Or ask someone for forgiveness if you wronged them. And I know that pride gets in the way. So you don't have to tell them personally. You get more you get more life points with me if you actually reach out to them. But write them a letter. Express yourself. Express 
why it made you feel angry and then release that anger tell them that you forgive them for such action and tell them what you learned or what you got out of that experience with them and if it's you that needs to ask for forgiveness and you're afraid write it out and see how you feel afterwards see how you feel in the next couple of days after you finally let go of that anger that resentment or that guilt now the next lesson time time is the most precious thing you can give to someone and yes we know that time is an illusion but you giving someone time of your day you going out of your way to see people to share and create memories is priceless the guy that i was last talking to he would come to drop me off and i would always tell him don't talk to me during our last few minutes together just kiss me. You can text me whatever you have to say or ask. As I knew that our last minute together was limited, I didn't want to waste it. And I once made a joke with him about him running up all my minutes. I told him that he needed to recharge my calling card. <laughs> you remember those times when our parents would send us to the store to buy a $2 or $5 calling card? Or if you ever had to call someone who was in prison, then you know that those calls that we made were so significant that every minute mattered because the call would eventually hang up. Now think about how much more meaningful those conversations were because of the effort that we had to put in in order to speak to our relatives. Now think about your time with people as a calling card. Your time with them will come to an end at some point. Whether because of death, a move, an argument, or you just stop talking. If you viewed your time with people from the perspective of a calling card, you would make sure that you are present. You would put so much value into seeing and being with them. Now, my top love language is quality time. I love being around people. We could be doing absolutely nothing and I want to be doing it together. I was recently having a conversation with my friend where we were discussing the importance of setting boundaries and prior and prioritizing oneself. Learning how to say no when you don't want to go somewhere. And I told her that there's two sides to this. Where you should absolutely stop overextending yourself and learn how to say no when you want to say no. Saying no when your body tells you you want to stay home. But there's also the other side of still finding time to spend it with your loved ones. I was telling my other friend a while ago that I have become a homebody and that I enjoy being at home, to which she stated that there is nothing wrong with that, but to remember that we are also here on a limited amount of time, and you don't want to regret not seeing people when you had the chance. So it's all about finding a balance. Let's say your friend invites you out to the club, but you don't want to go. You can politely decline, but offer another outing. I was telling my friend that she had invited me to a gym and I didn't feel like going, and she respects that, but I'll find other ways to see her. In this same sentence, I was telling her how much I appreciated how recently she was in traffic for, I believe, over an hour just to spend an hour with me. Believe me when I tell you, people will find time to see you if they are interested and place value on you. People will find a way, whether that's to give you five, 10 minutes, an hour, a day of their time. Treat your life like a calling card. Treat your life like a calling card. You have a set amount of minutes. What are you going to do with the time that you are giving? Don't wait on people to do things with you. Don't wait on your friends to go visit that restaurant or cafe you've been wanting to go to. Don't wait on people to attend your favorite artist concert. Don't wait on your partner to buy you the flowers. Don't wait on someone to tell you they love you first. Don't wait until you have $1,000 in your bank account to travel or to make an investment. Don't wait for Monday or for the new year to start working on your goals or to get the reset that you need. Do not wait until the time is right because the time will never be right. Jump in, do it now, do it scared, do it alone. And the most important thing that I've learned about time is that time does not heal all wounds. It's the work that you put in that allows you to heal. You have two choices. 
when it comes to the loss of someone. You can either drown in grief and sadness or you can swim in love and life. Use their death as a rebirth. Five years would have passed. Five years did pass. And one, I could have still been so disturbed by my fear of death that I would not have been living. I could have been so consumed with grief that I would find myself every single day moping around, crying, depressed. Or I could have done what I did. And yes, I felt all my feelings. I was in a dark space for a long time, but I got out of it. I put in work. I woke up and I chose to live my life because he was that reminder that time is actually really short. That life is short. And the last one is life. Life. The only thing that is guaranteed in this life is death. The sad reality is that the only thing that we know for certain is that we will die. <laughs> if you knew you were going to die tomorrow or three months, six months from now, what would you do differently? How would your life change? And why don't you do those things now? Why are you waiting? Why are you allowing the opinions of other people to stop you from posting the picture, starting the podcast, releasing new music, starting a business? Why are you allowing the fear of failure to stop you from making an investment, applying for a different job, moving to a new country, getting into a new relationship? Why are you allowing the what ifs to stop you? See, my extreme fear of death came from me knowing that I had not fully lived, that I had not accomplished anything that I had not discovered who I am and why I came to earth. I want you to know that you were chosen to be here. You came here with a plan. There is a purpose and meaning behind your existence. You need to go out and give your life your all. You need to figure out what makes you happy, what are you most passionate about, and how can you be of service to others? How can you make sure to live full and die empty? Because if you wanna know what the richest place on earth is, it is the cemetery, and so many people have died with books, ideas, songs, dreams, inspiration. So dig deep. There's a gift inside of you, and it's time for you to let the world hear and see you. If you need help tapping into your flow state, be sure to check out Magic Mind. Magic Mind gives you sustained energy. It reduces stress, anxiety, all while allowing you to relax. You can use Magic Mind to be more productive at work or while working on your dream project. You can use Magic Mind as a pre-workout without feeling like a crackhead with the jittery effects. Magic Mind contains all natural ingredients like lion's mane mushroom, matcha, turmeric, ashwagandha. If you have not tried it yet, go over to www.magicmind.com slash curls to get 56% off your first subscription or $20 off your first purchase. And all you have to do is use code JoeAndTheCurls20 within the next 10 days. I'll leave all the details on the episode details below. And now he always used to tell me, Párate de ahí, maldita vaga which translates to get your lazy fucking ass up. And he would say this because he was very adventurous. He was an adventurous soul. And he always wanted me to take him out, take him places. Um, and whenever I know that I have to do something, whenever I know that I want to do something, and I'm being lazy or I want a few extra minutes in bed, I always think of that. And especially when I'm on vacation too, when I'm feeling a little bit tired, I always remind myself, I have the privilege of doing these things. There is so much privilege in our life that we don't realize it. If you're capable of moving your body, if you're capable of traveling, if you're capable of feeling someone's love, if you're capable of hugging someone, you still have time. You still have time. So get the fuck up. Stop being lazy and get up and do what you have to do. 
Now I want to end it with a quote that I heard and it says, death is not the greatest loss in life. The greatest loss is what dies inside of us while we are still alive. Don't let death of a loved one or a breakup allow for all the greatness inside of you to die. Do not bury your emotions as you buried your loved ones. Do not allow all of your lights to be turned off. There's another quote that says, destruction is essential to construction. If we want to build the new, we must be willing to let the old burn. So now I ask you, what do you need to destroy or burn in order to build the better you? What do you need to let go of? How can you turn on your light? What is something that you need to start today? Do not wait. Time is limited. How will you use up the minutes that were given to you? If you are still alive and breathing, if you woke up, you still have another chance at love, at life. I know that I said that I would finish <laughs> or that I wanted to end it, but I actually want to pull out some affirmation cards from my deck. I don't know why I'm obsessed with this little deck. It's so pretty. I wish that you guys could see it. Anyways, let me pull out the first few cards. Let's see what comes up. Oof. <laughs> oh, there's three cards that says... The first one says, don't dim to fit in. How are you dimming your light in order to fit in? The second one says, share your voice. Come out of the cave, persecution and expression. And the third one says, the crumbling. <laughs> what are you clinging on to? And let me read what these cards mean. The crumbling says, there's a shift happening right now where anything inauthentic can no longer survive. Relationships, jobs, social structures... Anything built on shaking ground is destined to tumble down. It's happening to bring you back home to who you truly are. So you can live a life that is in alignment with who you truly are. When you're in the thick of it, it can feel like a personal attack from the universe. Have faith because the difficult times will be in your defining moments. You are being called to surrender, to stop trying to hold it all together, to loosen your grip, to let the crumbling occur. It may be difficult at first, but in the end, the sooner you let go, the sooner the rebirthing will occur. What are you trying to hold together? What are you doing your best to avoid? How are you trying to pretend that everything is okay? The question says, what are you clinging to for fear of nothing coming to take its place? <laughs> wow. Um, the other one was don't dim to fit in. It says, how are you dimming your light in order to fit in? Don't dim your light to accommodate someone else's smallness. We are all born to shine big and bright. The universe is expanding and you are a part of the universe. So expanding is part of your nature. If someone makes you want to retract, notice and slowly back away. They are not for you and you are not for them. Better yet, find it within yourself to expand and, and shine your light anyways. Flowers don't open and close according to who is walking by. They open and show their beauty regardless. If others don't want to be around you or or you make them feel uncomfortable, it's because you are shining light on the fact that they are dimming to fit in. By choosing to shine bright, you may inspire them to turn on their light too or not. Keep your light on anyway. And the last one is share your voice. And I love that share your voice popped up because I get a lot of messages of people wanting to start a podcast. And what's stopping you? What's stopping you from starting? What's stopping you from starting any project? Not just a podcast. Anything that you want to start. What's stopping you? When you really look at the circumstances, you are the only person in your way. So share your voice. It says, you are being called to share your voice. 
perhaps by speaking up in a relationship or through writing, speaking, singing, or some other form of creative expression. We each hold the truth deep within us that longs to be expressed. Sculpted for lifetimes, the voice of your soul is like no other. It carries with it wisdom that can only be gained through soul history and growth. By remembering, tapping into, and expressing this unique tone, we not only hear ourselves, we also heal the planet. When you share your voice, you unlock something in the universe and call a missing piece of you home. Your individual voice is the most powerful sound current on the planet. If you have kept your soul's voice silenced or held back, chanting or singing could be truly life-changing for you. As we shed the layers of our personality and start letting our unique soul speak through us, we discover that we actually have a very clear message that longs to be shared. The more we speak it, the clearer it gets. <laughs> there has never been a better time in history than right now to rise up, speak your truth, and share your soul's voice. If you feel fearful, know that you are not alone and the world needs your unique tone in order to harmonize. As we each rise up and share our song, we make it easier for the next person to do the same. Express yourself, share your voice, speak to those who can hear you. There are so many people, there are millions of people who wish that they could be alive at this moment. There are so many people who wish to be in the position that you are in. You are fucking powerful. You are capable of creating anything that you put your mind to. Use your time wisely. How are you using the minutes of your life? Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time, please be sure to download the episodes, leave a review, write to me, share this episode with your bestie, with your cousin, with your sister, with your niece. <laughs> um with your co-workers, with your ex, with a lover, with whoever. Share this episode with someone who you think could benefit from. I love you all so much.